coaching and online coaching. Awesome. Well, welcome to Australia. We're happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. So how did you, like, let's go into the backstory because this podcast is probably not going to be a super short 20 minute one of me ranting to myself. I can do that to you now. Um, how did you get into the fitness industry? Like, how did you become a PT? Yeah, so this is a pretty long story, I guess, in terms of where I am today. But bringing myself into the fitness industry, I have always been into sports and fitness. Um, I was a competitive sw swimmer when I was younger. I did um, like some field sports at school. <clears throat> and then after university, I got into uh, weight training in the gym. Someone approached me to do a bikini competition in 2014. Um, and I was pretty intrigued by it. And I was just enjoying training so much. So I was like, oh, well, it's nice to have a goal. Why don't I try, try it out, see what happens. And then that whole year, I trained myself up without a coach. I just um, figured out how to do flexible dieting and count your macros and things like that taught myself that um, whilst teaching myself um, how to kind of program my training uh, in order to get on stage. And I ended up doing like four or five competitions that year. Um, and then because I kind of uh, put my progress online, people were asking me questions, uh, wanting um, me to train them, uh, put together some nutrition program. And then I just thought about it more and the job that I was in, uh, which was marketing or market research at the time, wasn't really cutting it for me. It wasn't a passion of mine and movement was just something that I was so interested in. And it seemed that I kind of knew what I was doing. I could teach myself quite a lot, um, but having that cert is where I needed to go. So ended up doing my uh, qualification whilst I was doing my full-time job and yeah, then I just started coaching and I just went straight into being a self-employed personal trainer um, at a gym, just paying rent. And yeah, and then pff, the rest is history, really. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. How did you find getting into, I know we're going on probably a little bit off topic, but as I said, it's probably going to happen. Um, <laughs> how did you find getting into the industry with the gym rent and everything? Like, feel free to not mention the gym if you don't want to. Um but how did you go with all that like introduction into it as just straight into Soul Trader? Yeah, um, I don't know why I decided to do that. I think it's because um, the gym that I was training at, which was Surrey Sports Park back at home in the UK, um, loved the gym. I made some of my best friends there. Um, they, I was training there for like one to two years whilst I was doing my marketing job. And they'd seen me training. They kind of, they knew that I knew how to train myself and I could reach different goals and uh, they knew that I moved well. So I said to them, oh, look, I'm trying to set myself up as a personal trainer. I'm going to slowly, uh, gradually trans transform into a PT from my uh, full-time job. But I went part-time in that and then slowly transitioned into a personal trainer because I had to obviously set myself up to be able to um, gain a good client base before I could just totally wing it by myself. Um, so that's kind of how I approached it uh, because they knew me, um, they were happy to take me on. 
Um, and yeah, I just made sure that I was sensible about it and that I transitioned over time rather than literally cutting it short and then just going straight into PTing, not really knowing what I was doing in terms of like the business aspect of it. And also uh, training myself up to be able to coach people, which is a skill within itself. You can yeah. obviously move yourself well, but being able to put that into words and descriptions is another thing entirely. <laughs> yeah. Especially when like it's learning like how a million different people learn all at once and you've got them like back to back to back to back to back to back on like hours or 45 minutes or anything. Yeah. That was the hardest thing I felt. And now it's obviously it was the hardest thing that I thought at the time. And then I was like, man, I suck at this. And now it's like the only thing that I do, which is like communication and mindset and like opening up different channels for everyone. I'm like, how the fuck did yeah. I get here? <laughs> it's it's crazy how um, it feels so intense, especially coming from I was working from home. I was in a working from home job where I obviously wasn't commuting or anything or on my feet. I was just having a, um, a laptop job. And then I went to personal training and it was like a full, you know, um, it ranged from like a six hour day to a 12 hour day. And you'd literally be there full on. I'm still getting used to the hours in terms of starting people early, finishing late. And yeah, the first week or so, or maybe like the first month when I was building my client base, oh my gosh, I was knackered, but physically and mentally to the point I would come home and be like, please, no one talk to me. <laughs> like I've, <laughs> I've used words enough today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I remember when I used to get home from like those type of days, thank fuck I don't do them anymore. It'd be like 14 hours in the gym, come home. I'd like put my homemade pizza like in the oven, that's 12 minutes, go have a shower, get that, bed, do that five more times. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's part of the slog when you first start out. Now I'm at a stage where I'm comfortable with my business that I don't have to do that. And I have a limited amount of clients and I go for quality instead of quantity. But when you first start out, you just want to get as much hours practice in as possible. Um, with And also you... I had the mindset that I couldn't say no to anyone because I was like, oh, it's more business for me, but also I really want to help these people. So yeah. I ended up taking on so many people and so many hours to the point where you're just like, okay, wait, I really need to balance myself out, learn life, uh, life work balance. Even though I loved it, it you know, you want to step outside the gym as well, not just yeah. be like full flat out for the full day. Yeah, you need to have that, you know, the saying of like too much of a good thing is mm -hmm. exactly true and I got burnt out and I lost my first like two personal training jobs because I was like man I can't do this forever my body's already sore I feel like I have the body of like an 84 year old and I'm like 22 and after doing all that I was like right I'm just going to cut everything way back and now like my body feels better now at 27 than it did at 21 22 wow. which is you know only five years but I mean shit it's good. When yeah, you're in it. well, I totally agree with you. Like when I was when I started out, I was also in the mindset of the hustle culture, but in terms of how I treated my body. So I didn't coming from a competitive swimming background where you're literally in the pool um, every day, two hours, uh, two hours a day trying to push yourself harder and harder. That's how I did my weight training. And I didn't quite understand the concept of um giving myself recovery time, not overworking myself. And I did end up running myself into the ground. And I've definitely learned from it because that's where I am today because of that. But I was um, I was 
in my breaks, I was like, oh, I'll just train. And then another break, oh, I'll just train again and I'll do something else. <laughs> By the end of the week, you've trained like twice, three times a day because what else are you going to do in the gym? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To the point where I started contemplating, maybe I should bring my PlayStation into the trainer's office and put like a little TV there because I'm like, I can't keep training this much. <laughs> what <a good> start. <laughs> yeah, I was going that. to, and then I was like, it wouldn't work. The trainer's office is like a two square meter little cube. I was like, there's no way that's oh. going to work. <laughs> it looked bad from members coming in and being like, what the fuck is Trav doing in that little office? <laughs> Just either having a nap or playing games. <laughs> Either way, I've fallen asleep a few times in the PT office and people are just like, no, and then that's it. <laughs> I was like, thank you, leave me alone, yeah. please. <laughs> I'm guessing they're used to it, just seeing the PTs just in the middle of the day. What else are you going to do, train or sleep? <laughs> yeah, it's one or those. It's one or the other. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> did you have um, a set time where you started and finished or did you do the whole 5 a.m. starts? I did, did the 5 a.m. starts. <laughs> I did the... I, just, I don't think I could ever do that. I, I, I started I started with like a couple of hours at 6 a.m. But then I once I got my client base, I was like, nah, can't do it anymore. <laughs> just yeah. 7 a.m. is the earliest. Yeah, I did the exact same thing to the point. Like when I started in the industry, it was like the same as any PT, really. You start in the industry, you get your first client or the first like, inquiry or whatever and it's like hey i'm only available at this time can you make that work and you're going to go yeah of course i can yeah. and it got to the gym it got to the point where i was like i have way too many people and the gym called me up like the manager called me up hey i've got someone here that wants to sign up but they need a pt every single session um what are your availabilities and i'm like oh you know whenever and he's like oh you beauty can you do 4 a.m and i was like no, I can't do 4 a.m. three days a week. And they're like, oh, well, he's not going to sign up if you can't do 4 a.m. And I heard I him off the phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard him off the phone, like move the phone away. And he goes, are you able to do like 4.30 by chance? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Mate, he can do 4.30 if you want. And I was like, oh, like I really don't want to. Like, you know, I've got most clients that take me up to like eight at night. And he's like, well, if you can do it, that'd be a really big favor for me and the business and this and that. And like started going on that guilt trip. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Yeah, all right, I'll do it. So isn't that funny? It's yeah. that when you first start out, start out, you just you're so nice. Like I was so nice as well. And then you learn about boundaries. And then yep. actually you're a nicer person if you stick to your boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's not like me running at 10% and being, someone does a squat. I'm like, oh, what the fuck was that? I've taught you better than, oh, hang on. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I'm on four hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 4.30 a.m. start right up until 8 p.m. at night with that little block split shift. I'd drive home, which would be like a 25-minute drive. 25-minute drive home, get KFC sleep for three hours and then go back on pre-workout and then work from like three till 8 p.m and i yeah, did that three mad. days a week and yeah, i was like no I wonder i lost my business <laughs> it's it's full on and like people a lot of the coaches that i was working with they were just i because i ended up getting like a whole bunch of allergies and i had some autoimmune issues i always had to be really good with my diet but 
um, seeing the other coaches just slowly go downhill with monsters like five times a day, just trying to get through the day. It definitely, you can't practice what you preach anymore. You're just trying to get through the day and you lose the love of coaching. So that's when you realize you're like, actually, I should probably just reel this in and not focus so much on trying to get as much money in or trying to help as many people as I can, but give, give people quality work, which is the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing from, I'm so fucking happy that the, like the hustle culture and the grinded out culture is slowly like disappearing now that people are putting the focus onto their mental health. Cause I had a coach and I was like, I would rather help a thousand people at a hundred dollars a week than try and have like 10 people for $10,000. And she goes, yeah, but at what cost? I was like, what do you mean? Like, there is no cost. And she's like, you have to serve a thousand people. You have to do this and this. What's that going to do for? And she put it all into perspective for me. And I was like, okay, but how do I do that? <laughs> and it's, it's funny. I, I t- yeah, I, I mean, now I have a limited amount of hours that I am available for personal training. And the clients that I have, it's not many. I see them multiple times a week, um, but I can give them what they need to the point where I add value to their day every single day, rather than me just like trying to, you know, count the minutes down to just go off and do my own thing or just have a sleep. Now I'm actually able to enjoy the sessions myself and build a really good rapport with people be able to focus in and hone in on that mind muscle connection and get them to think rather than just um all right just do this set i'm just going to be like a professional counter you don't want to do that that's not why you decided to do this yeah yeah and that's i feel like there's there's almost like this weird transition period that every pt has as to where they realize like maybe i'm going to be a coach and they start realizing that being there for high fives and counting people is, you know, good because it holds people accountable. But then they go from that, as you said, that professional counter and they go, there has to be more to training people than this. And they diversify. It's interesting. I, I feel like that transition, you are able to find the coaches who decided to become personal trainers because they just wanted to train all day and they thought this was an easy way to make money or the coaches against the coaches who are passionate about movement to the point where they do want to practice what they preach and they really want to add value to um people and having those hours in the day to work and it's not just work it's like your life right it's um it's so much more than just oh yeah, I can hang out in the gym all day. And then afterwards I can train again and yay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it definitely starts that way. Yeah. But, <laughs> and then that transitions. Yeah, you, you, you realize how tough the industry is and how hard the job can be. But if you have a love for it, it's like, it, it doesn't feel as difficult. But um, yeah, I feel like that kind of separates the strong versus the weak. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the weeding out of who just wants to make money and who actually cares. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I get, um, like, I've had a few people message me. Sorry, some shit on my desk. Um, I've had a few people message me in the past, like PTs, where they're like, how did you make this much money? Or how did you get to here and you work like two days a week or whatever it is? And usually coming off the back of like some shitty TikTok that I've done, but I'm like, haha. 
it's because I do that stuff that actually I enjoy doing and people get to see my personality and I have so much energy and sleep and everything that when someone comes on, as you said, you can give them that massive quality of work to the point where if someone comes on board and they're like, oh yeah, I can see why you charge what you charge. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And mm. I totally agree. I I mean, yeah, I, um, Actually, I've just gone brain dead. Keep going. (laughs) I was going to say something, I just went totally brain dead. I just had a brain fart. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. I have them all the time. That's why I usually like look out my window here and I'm like, oh, it's a pretty birdie. What are you talking about? (laughs) I had a a coffee today, so I don't usually have a coffee. But um, ever since I listened to Joe Rogan podcast with a guy called Michael Polan, he was talking about how he quit coffee in order to um start having it again but he has it for like almost a psychedelic experience and I was like oh this is interesting and I've tried to quit coffee and then it comes back in again and then I quit and then it comes back in again every time I quit and it comes back it's like a stronger effect for me and um so now I have it on days like this when I'm you know speaking to you or like I've got something like really important in the day then I'll have a coffee and then I'm like wired but I try it but it I get more creative at the same time so I feel like it's really effective, yeah. but I feel like sometimes it glosses over and I get brain farts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that happens. If you're going to take like 95% of the conversation, it's going to be amazing. I will hundred percent take that like 5% of brain farts and everything and just be like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with your, with your business, we'll try and go from, we'll see if we can pivot somehow from essentially mentorship into procrastination and give these people the procrastination talk that we said we were going to do if it doesn't pivot then screw it we tried but (laughs) what's your I feel if there is a client out there let's start with this because you're a coach and hopefully you think like this if there's a client out there who wants to start training or wants to start doing whatever it is to change their life but they're Mm -hmm. hesitant and they're on the fence like they're essentially just procrastinating what advice would you give to that person? I've kind of been in this boat and not just within my business, but also just in life where I've had a stopping point. Definitely when I finished competitive swimming, I remember as a teenager, which is a long time ago now, but um, when I was a teenager, there was a big gap when I uh, stopped swimming and then started doing other stuff. There was a good like five, six years where I just kind of procrastinated and it wasn't just in um doing fitness but also just in anything I just didn't have a drive and I find that you need to um you need to make yourself uncomfortable you can't just stay in that comfortable bubble because it's easy you can just um laze around you can do that it's your life you know when you don't have restrictions of um uh jobs or parents or something like that telling you what to do and you're in it by yourself you're like oh the world is my oyster I can do what I want oh I can just watch tv all day um but if you force yourself to be uncomfortable I found that that's the best way to uh continue to challenge yourself over and over so um once I started doing things that um was a fear of mine and I've suffered from fear in my whole life just from like childhood and stuff um 
once you're able to overcome the little obstacles, it can then build into bigger obstacles and bigger um, achievements and challenges that you can put for, to, together for yourself. So for someone who um, wants to get fit and uh, be able to um, just build their fitness up, uh, start moving, just start with going outside and maybe going for a five minute run. That's all. That's all you need to do. And then slowly build it up. And then if you want to start going to the gym, just turn up and speak to someone. You don't have to do anything else. Just speak to someone um, who's at the front desk or speak to a personal trainer. Reach out to someone online, or, uh, someone on Instagram that you know. Um, see if you can have like one session with them just to learn the basics in order to make you feel that little bit more comfortable in order to get yourself pushing that little bit further. And I reckon that's the trick of it. Learning to um, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's yeah. Not going to add anything to it. That is exactly <laughs> what I did was. Yeah you know, whenever you do want to start looking after your health and essentially it always appears like take that next step in your sort of health journey or whatever it is. For me, I'm not sure if you've heard it or for any new followers out there or whatever about my seemingly infamous 57 gym second. Wow, 50, 57 <laughs> second gym session. There we go. I got it out. Is 57. 57. Oh, sorry, 57. That's important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you heard this story? No, tell me. Oh, okay. Once upon a time, um, I wanted to, this was off the back of losing my second PT job, eviction from a house, mental breakdown, coming off of everything and just major depression. And after stupid shit went down I was like right well I'm here to stay I can't just be sitting at home all day playing mm -hmm. video games doing this doing whatever and as you said sitting in my little comfortable bubble which was essentially in front of a computer or a playstation or something that was in my room where I could shut the door and the world couldn't hurt me so I was like mm -hmm. I need to do something I need to get out so there was this as much as I bag out like templated workouts and all that stuff is I saw this $150 templated workout from Kai Green. Like, you know, Kai Green, bodybuilder? Yes, I know yes. Kai Green, yeah. <laughs> you don't know Kai Green, please Google him and you'll see this absolute giant teddy bear of a man. Doing um, the squats or something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he does the weird squats for some dumbass reason. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw like an ad of his saying like, oh, get all of our templates or something, like all of our workout templates or this and that and whatever for... 150 bucks and I was like okay I know it's going to be pretty shitty like at this point I'd had a lot of experience in being a PT but I was like eh it gives me something to follow gave me a meal plan which was fucking stupid by the way it was like steak for breakfast with 600 grams of sweet potato mash and I was like how am I having that for breakfast that's not and tea. yeah all of these things where I was just like well if that's how you get shredded that's what I'm gonna do and First thing was took my mum's old gym membership, which is oddly enough, the same gym that I'm working at now and took her tag to get in. And I tagged in and I was like, okay, can I adjust all this stuff so that it's mine? And it was, yep, no worries. Then I left, came back the next day, 
had the plan on my phone and I had like screenshot all of it and I'd figured out exactly like where it is so I can switch between apps so I don't have to think so I know it's there and I looked online at like the Google map floor plan of the gym and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's there, that's there. And like full man. And did scientist. you do that because it was like that nervousness of going into the gym and not knowing what you were doing and people were going to yeah. look at you? Is that why? Yep. I had planned out so much because I was that nervous to get into the gym where I was like, if someone looks at me, I'm fucked. I'm out. That person can hear my thoughts. That's how bad I was. And I got to the gym and like parked outside and I just burst into tears. And it was for about 30 minutes beforehand, I was just in the car crying and someone would walk past and I'd be like, <laughs> just straight back into it. And then I was like, I can't do this. I can't go to the gym. This is fucked. Like, how am I meant to ever get my life together if I can't do this simple task? So what I did was like, okay, I'm not going home until I get up the stairs to the gym. Cause there's like a little curl around stairs and I was like I'm just going to get up the stairs that's it that's all I'm going to do I'm going to tag in and I can leave even if I just go in u-turn I'll give it a week hopefully they'll forget me and then I can go home go up the stairs tag in open like door opens and I'm like sweet and I go in like put my shit in the pigeonhole and I was like oh I've got to go to the bathroom went to the bathroom came back out and before I'd entered the building I pulled up a timer on my phone and I was like, okay, I can do this. And I hit start. And then I put my shit in, went to the bathroom, came back out. And essentially like, as I was on my way back out of the bathroom, I saw the manager, like, look at me and smile. Like, it, like any normal person would do of just like, hi. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, they know. I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. I was I like, know, I'm, feeling. I'm laughing because I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they know. I can't do this. They know everything. Like they've, they have pulled me apart with their smile. That's it. Yeah. Grabbed my shit and left. And as I got out of the door, I like opened up my phone, looked at the timer. It was 57 seconds. And I tried to get down the stairs as quickly as I could before the tears filled up my eyes and I couldn't see. Got into yeah. the car, cried for another half an hour. And then at the, like, once I had finally pulled my shit together, I was like, I did it. Like, I, yeah, I did it. And then I went back the next day. That was the hardest job. That was the hardest Yeah. And I, I've definitely been there. I mean, I've suffered from, um, I don't want to say suffer actually, because it's taught me a lot. Um, I've had bouts of depression and anxiety and stuff. And it's just making that little jump to do something outside of your comfort zone. It's like, you just need to see it as exposure therapy. So with, Psych psychology and um if you were to go see someone about a specific fear of yours like for instance heights like i am useless with heights they would say just go one step at a time one floor at a time look over and then come back just make yourself feel comfortable and that's exactly what you need to do if you're feeling uncomfortable about going to the gym you feel like everyone's gonna stare at you then just do exactly what you did just expose yourself little bit by little bit from the you know, the 57 seconds that you were in there, I'm sure the next time you made it a little bit longer. It was a minute one, the next one. <laughs> Perfect. And then the third <laughs> one was like 10 I, minutes something. Yeah, and that's how I try and teach my clients as well with things with specific fears that they might have or um, exposure therapy in training as well. For instance, if you've got like um, a niggle somewhere, we go to the point just before that niggle comes in and then we stop. 
and then we'll do something else. And then the next time we do that, we try and push it a little bit further and further and further. So you can do everything. If you just keep in mind, exposing yourself little bit by little bit, you can definitely slowly, gradually make your way through life and just challenging yourself and being able to overcome those fears, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, it is a big thing to just remind people that, you know, everybody looks at, well, not everybody, but most people that I get now, particularly in TikTok comments, because they have no context of who I am and what I've done. Everyone that follows me on Instagram is like, oh, okay, this is Trav, this is what he does. But, you know, every now and then I'll get a comment on TikTok that's like, it's easy for you to stay in shape. You're a PT and you work at the gym. And I'm like, it feels weird to have to remind people that like, yes, but don't forget I did this and 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 all of that happened to me which is how I got to where I am today. It's not just I woke up one day, I'm a PT and I'm like, you know what? I'm only going to work four hours a day and I'm going to make enough money to have a living. Like yeah, if I could absolutely. wake up and do that, I'd do that every day of the week. And I think it's a lot of work. So when it comes to challenging yourself and putting yourself outside of your comfort zone, um, the more you do that, the less you care so much about what other people think and being able to care less means that you also end up judging less too because we've all you know I feel like a lot of us I myself have judged a lot in my life and I've also had felt like other people were judging me but whatever you're feeling about someone else like if you're feeling like someone else is um mocking you or whatever it's a projection of yourself really so in turn the more you challenge yourself the more you let go of those fears and the less you care about what other people think of you you also kind of grow and blossom into a better human and a happier um a happier more loving human as well so that's just a little yeah. <laughs> side note yeah I love that side note because there is a bug flying around my head and distracting me um <laughs> I love that side note as well, because that is, you know, just inherently what happens with, I'm sure you've seen it as well, when people sign up to do whatever it is, and they just start having that, you know, one step, the next step, the next step of strength training or nutrition or like mindset coaching or whatever it is that they're doing that is bettering their lives. And it's almost like you can see that person session by session, like shedding and dropping like all these, this old shit that they held onto to the point where the next person that signs up looks at that old client and goes, man, I want to be like that. And they started in the exact same spot. So yes, I totally agree. And that's the amazing thing about movement is, or just training in general, people think it's just, uh, it kind of frustrates me because I used to think of training like this as well. You just want to burn calories. You want to get into shape. You want to build muscle, blah, blah, blah. But really it's so much more because now I coach my clients to be able to um, use what they what they do in training to empower them in everyday life and everything else in their life and their day-to-day doings. And once you kind of help them just click and connect to um, getting, getting them strong and more mobile and more spacious in, sorry, that's <laughs> a phone call now. <laughs> more spacious in their body um, that allows for more connection more um growth in everyday life as well yep yeah so awesome. I, hopefully you heard me through throughout that i did yeah i did it's all right <laughs> that's fine but yeah the it, it's often not the and this seems to be the big thing 
particularly at the moment, there is, I don't know if you've seen it or if you are on TikTok, but I have a video at the moment that's fucking going bananas. I don't trust myself on TikTok. I can't do it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, at the moment, there's, it's sort of like blasphemy for the fact that I am a PT and I'm saying for all of these busy mums that are out there, if you can't start with movement, start with something else, start with how you see yourself or start with the nutrition or just, you know, go for, you know, a five minute walk, as you said earlier. And movement is often the epitome of health, I feel. And it feels like exercise and movement and everything has been used as the tool, particularly if I go full circle all the way back to where that hustle culture comes from of like mm -hmm. movement is a tool to reshape your body. And it feels like now people are sort of like taking back that definition of movement isn't just for, you know, growing a booty or like having lean arms or like anything like this. It feels like finally the definition is becoming, and I used to think like that as well, because we all did, but it feels like finally that definition is coming back around to be like, I use movement because it keeps me mentally sane. It keeps me mentally yes. fit. Yes. And that's especially important during these times when everyone's mental health is kind of, yeah, not in the best shape, um, especially in Victoria. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know whether it's, is it an age thing? Because I was wondering this, whether, is it the industry changing or is it us just growing throughout our, just our lives and learning more? And that's how we, we've come to this place in viewing movement. Because in my early 20s, like, uh, people in their early 20s and teens, they just, you know, they want to impress people. They want to look good. They, they are very externally focused. Maybe that was just me and the people around me, but that's, but over time you become more and intrinsic and see the importance of actually looking after yourself and your mindset and your heart. Um, yeah. I don't know whether it's an age thing or it's just the way that the industry's going. Can't tell. <laughs> I think it is a little bit of both like obviously I don't have the answer for you here but <laughs> my opinion of it is the fact that the mental health movement is starting to become a lot more you know people are talking about that a lot more and when I started the fitness genie back in whenever the hell when the hell was it like 2017 2018 I started that off the back of the fact that I had gone through a lot of bouts with depression anxiety and whatever and when mm. I had done my interview for like essentially hyping myself up and marketing videos and stuff of like, you should do this and this and this, the interviewer asked me, how did you get to where you are today? And I fucking broke down and I lost it. And then I was just like, okay. And the video is still around here somewhere. I need to repost it because now that I've got a whole lot of new followers. Um, but I broke down for the fact that I was like depression, anxiety, um, suicide, homelessness, all this stuff that I was just like, and, I, and yet for some reason, I sweep that under the rug. So mm. then that interview was a turning point for me to be like, I'm so sick of trying to be who I am or like yeah. being who I want, being who I think people want me to be. Yeah, just, just living up to expectations. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I want to talk about mental health. I want to talk about the shit that I've gone through and like this and that and whatever. And then I posted that video. And there were people from like high school that I haven't spoken to in years reaching out to me to be like, hey, I've done the exact same thing. This and this and this has been going on. This is what's wrong. I'm so fucking proud of you as to what you're doing. And I'm like, how did this happen off the back of me just saying, 
I want to take care of my mental health while running a business. It feels insane that that's happened. And then, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. So with the, particularly the pandemic, like as that mental health movement has started to get, you know, more and more popular in terms of people looking after themselves intrinsically, now that the pandemic is here, it's forced people to go inside as opposed to, I can't go to the gym and this and that and whatever, and I can't work on my body in that way, or I can't see this person or there's no school or whatever. So people are actually being forced to sit with themselves, which is why in the past year, there's been this massive fucking spiritual awakening that everyone has gone through. And they're talking about like, I feel like this and this and this, because whereas before it would have been like, shut the fuck up and squat. So now, Mm -hmm. now it's, seeping seeping (laughs) it's a terrible word (laughs) it's getting (laughs) it's it's seeding its way into the fitness industry in terms of like everyone that was that hustle culture and like grind and like 14 hour days and everything that I used to stand for I no longer stand for and I want to teach my clients that and PTs and everyone who are very externally extrinsically motivated now they've had to have this massive who am I apart from health coaching, apart from PT, apart from all this stuff, how do I benefit the world in this and that? And what's my purpose and what do I go for? And why do I wake up? And all these questions they're now asking themselves to like, why am I here on this planet? Now that we can actually come back out whenever the fuck that is for PTs in Victoria, now that they're actually coming back out, they're talking to their clients and they're communicating in such a fucking beautiful way in terms of like, what do we want to get done for this session? Or like, what's this? Or like, how did you feel over the weekend? As opposed to, you know, like, how are you feeling? Sweet, awesome, yeah. under the bar. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've had the same thing in terms of, it's hard to, it's always a touchy subject when I say, I really loved lockdowns because <laughs> I know a lot of people have been struggling and financially, it wasn't great for me. It wasn't great for many people. But in saying that, lockdowns allowed me to step back from the external influences around me in society, in my, you know, in my work environment. And I was able to go intrinsic and be able to understand who I am, find myself, I hate saying that, but you know what I mean, find myself and also be able to figure out my purpose, what I really wanted to, to do. And then I noticed that over time, I ended up veering into a different direction to which I was heading before lockdown. And I actually noticed myself going towards something that felt really, really right and intuitive. And then when lockdown finished, the first one went back to uh, my old job, carried on going down that path. I began to become less happy again and going back into that hustle environment. I was like, no, this is not what I want back into lockdown okay I I just saw it as like an opportunity every time to figure out what the hell I wanted to do and now I'm at the stage where like my coaching has evolved as well as my training throughout the last two years I mean when we first went into lockdown I had a manic a massive panic because I was like I have no gym equipment I was like how am I going to train I for the past I don't know what was it eight years at the time or six years can't remember um 
I'd just been doing weight training with barbells and dumbbells and I had nothing. And I just, I, it gave me such bad anxiety. But then I realized that I was holding on to this anxiety that was my coping mechanism for what was going on in, in my life. And then I ended up adapting, ended up getting some sandbags and doing sandbag training in lockdown. Bloody loved it. Um, but it definitely made me grow into not relying on those external um, things that I was holding on to to stop looking at what was going on within me, what my issues were, um, what was stopping me from growing as a human and in my career and stuff. And yeah, I mean, in terms of that, thank God for lockdown. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know it sounds like a pretty shitty thing to say, particularly with like obviously everything that's going in the world. But at the same time, particularly now that we're coming to the end of lockdown, the first two, three lockdowns that we went through, I was like, cool, this is happening. This is this is fine. First three lockdowns. I just did exactly what I did. First lockdown, I was like, I haven't had a holiday in fucking, I don't even know how long I'm going to play video games and do what I used to do. Then coming back out of it, I was like, cool, this is how we do this. Thankfully, I was already online for like a year and a half, two years before lockdown had hit. So I was just like, cool. Yeah. This has been selfishly amazing for business. People are now more receptive to online coaching and videoing themselves and doing this. Whereas before, it would be like a 20 minute conversation of trying to persuade someone to take a video of themselves doing a squat or doing a leg extension or something because they had yes. whereas now it's just like take a video for me and they're like oh yeah sweet uh let me go through my camera roll i have 64 of them prepared for you i'm like oh <laughs> awesome <laughs> yes i totally agree i mean i i'm actually like i'm doing a mobility course just online um with a guy called lucas range of strength he's awesome um and i would out. never have thought that i got into um doing training online with someone but it was like it's awesome <laughs> i love it and i take videos and stuff and i mean i'm a very independent person when it comes to training anyway so i don't need to like have zoom calls or anything but i can see how effective that's become especially with my clients um going on zoom they were some of them are really apprehensive um and i said no this can work don't worry about it as soon as we got on it they were like actually that worked really well and i'm like yeah it's like as if i'm there i just can't like you know physically maneuver you in positions or you know but i can still demonstrate i can still use my words to explain things and they're loving it and that's why i'm looking at growing my business online as well because you can do it from anywhere in the world and you can help people from anywhere in the world yeah you're not just locked into your postcode <laughs> exactly exactly and you know we've been really locked in but that's kind of opened us up which is great yeah so what did because I know we spoke about this previously and I'm going to see if I can bring it is I know that you wanted to go online for a while or you were thinking about doing something with your business but you were procrastinating for whatever reason yes why is that <laughs> I think it was the unknown. I had a thing about posting my, just being online myself and just like talking to the camera and stuff. I'm, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable. And I guess that was kind of me projecting my own insecurities um, onto that. But I, it was that promoting myself, that was an issue, but also I was kind of comfortable. I was, um, I was enjoying my own self-development over the last couple of years. And 
financially I was doing okay, that I didn't feel an urgency to do it. And then we had a conversation and then I was like, I kind of was seeing what you were doing and we had a bit of a conversation about how to get yourself online. And I was like, you just got to do it. Just make yourself uncomfortable. This is my time to get uncomfortable again. So yeah, I was like, screw it. Um, let's do it. And I felt like I had a niche now because I, I wanted to work. I was more concerned with helping people connect to their bodies and their minds, being able to get that mind body connection, but also be able to, feel what you're supposed to feel when you're moving so we're not just moving for the sake of moving and just trying to get our heart rate up and get a sweat on and burn some calories but actually move with purpose that you can then um use what you've learned in your training session and implement it in your everyday life and you know any struggles that you're having mentally um so that niche although becoming more popular because obviously people are growing mentally as well because of this time that they've had space um I feel like I was like I just gotta do it <laughs> so I the first thing I did was I just started speaking to the camera and posting um videos of me describing mind muscle connection just giving people little tips and then I started getting a few messages being like oh I've never thought about it that way oh that's really interesting and then I put a poll up and people were answering questions um and then I yeah and then it just started growing from there and then now I'm just putting together a website for it I didn't know what to call my business so I just one day just typed something in saw that the url was available and I was like it's mine <laughs> so now we've got your mindful movement which is going to grow into an amazing online business awesome <laughs> i love that sorry that whole time i just had that big goofy smile on my face because i was just like <laughs> i remember the conversation we had you were like i want to do this and this and this and this and this and i was like so just fucking do it and you're like yeah. okay <laughs> get in front <laughs> of the camera start talking about this and you're just like okay and like 24 hours later i saw your story of like you in front of the camera and quietly to myself, I was like, fuck yeah. And then I sent you a message. I was like, yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, that was the first time we spoke. This is only the second time we've spoken, but it was such a good conversation. And I love having conversations that go deep. And we went deep real quick. And yeah. <laughs> it's just having those, um, those conversations with people that you just, you come off the phone, you're like, I feel really refreshed now. It's almost like that was a therapy session. That was really good. And that's how I felt. I was like, okay. I felt like I'd shed a layer of my insecurities. And I was like, just fucking do it. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> that's awesome. I really need to get like fucking qualified for therapy or something. Cause that's what clients say when they're just like, they get off the phone and they're just like, that felt like therapy. You should charge more. I was like, if I charged more, I'd be out of business right now. <laughs> no I think you're doing an awesome job I mean because we share a client and she only has amazing things to say about you so yeah you're definitely definitely worth it 100% thank you and same goes for you as well she says nothing but positive things about you so I'm like cool how can I get out of the picture as quickly as possible <laughs> go, go to Laura yeah. maybe, maybe it's just maybe it's just her she's just she's a wonderful soul as it is <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We've just got like a whole full positive triangle between us. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so one little quick thing before we, I suppose, end, because we're coming up to like an hour or whenever the hell we started, is 
you started off the sort of like the advice of like you wanted to do something with your business, take it online and like take it to that next level. And same thing goes for like health and fitness for people that want to do that next level. The advice that worked for you was just fucking do it in short, essentially little quote marks. Is there anything that you would say to people that are still on the fence and that sort of exposure therapy absolutely terrifies the shit out of them to the point where they go, I can't do that. Like, I'm not doing that. What else can I do? Yes. Well, just fucking do it. (laughs) I'm kidding. kidding. Um, Yeah. I go back to the exposure therapy. Um, I think that's really key to just take baby steps and maybe write down what you want out of this specific direction that you're too scared to do and then do a cost benefit analysis. And what happens if you don't do it? What happens if you do do it? Are you going to, if you take that risk, are you going to lose out? what are you going to lose out on if you don't take that risk is it a risk within itself to just stay where you are um and then the other thing is to speak to like-minded people or people who have been in your position as well to help motivate you and to make you see that you're not in this alone like people have been through this struggle and it's okay to feel the way that you are but you can grow from it so rather than seeing the fear as something to stop you from doing something in life see it as a teaching tool use it to your advantage um if you make a mistake it's okay if you if you fuck up on something it's fine like everyone fucks up up (laughs) um but you've got to see it as an opportunity you've got to it's definitely a mind switch and that's where I think it's great to be speak to like-minded people who may have been in that position before because they can reassure you that if you make a mistake all you've got to do is learn from it because the next time that you go through that same process you'll be better off because you've learned from what you did the first time um and that's a big thing, but that takes practice. I've noticed definitely when it comes to mindset stuff and being able to perceive life in a different way, it you can so easily just stay along the same route of fear and just not be able to change your ways. Um, so practice just on a daily basis, the small things. If you ever notice yourself saying something negative or saying something that kind of projects fear, just you know, pinch yourself and take it back. Um, or just if you feel like it's going to come out and you're going to overtly say something, change it and say something positive instead. And then over time, that's going to enable you to be able to challenge yourself and expose yourself to more of these fearful things and make the most out of them. Um, and I think that just goes with everything in life, whether you're scared to, you know, step foot in a gym or um, take the next step with your business. Love that. <laughs> I had a lot of points that I was like, that's interesting. That's interesting. I'm going to bring up this. And they're like, I've got a story back here. And I was like, it's going to leave it. That was fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's where we're going to end it for today. We covered a myriad of topics on that one. I'm not even sure what to call this one now. But that literally that went so fast. Yeah. <laughs> to the yeah. point when we started it, like 20, 30 minutes into it, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to get a second one out of her. We're off topic already and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And I love the fact that we've only spoken twice and we've been able to just ramble on for like at least an hour. <laughs> yeah, I love that. 
that's what that is amazing when you can meet someone that's like on your sort of like vibration frequency levels and you just sit here and just bounce off each other i fucking love having these conversations hell yeah totally with you on that <laughs> awesome well um is your what's your instagram handle what's your website where can people find you and how can they reach out to you if they want to talk to you um, so at the moment, my main uh, way of communicating is probably Instagram or email before I set my um, my website up. So it's Laura MC Gould um, is my Instagram handle. Um, and then my email is lgfitnesspt at gmail.com. Um, but my website will be up hopefully very soon. And that is yourmindfulmovement.com. Awesome. Love that. I'll make sure I've got all those links off you in one thing and I'll post them everywhere. But amazing. Thank you you so much for your time today. I can almost tell we're going to have a different, like we're going to have another podcast episode somewhere in the future or some sort of discussion somewhere. But thank you so much for today. Go enjoy the rest of your Monday and I'll speak to you soon. (laughs) Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been great. More than welcome. All right. Cheers, Laura. Bye. Bye.